This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group, and one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group, and one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel, When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So um, uh, this, this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the discipleship group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to, to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself and then edit and process. And So anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious, though, to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship Group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others. Thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. Okay, let's move on to talk then a little bit about the gospel in Romans. Romans teaches us lots of things about the biblical gospel. We could say that Romans is Paul's magnum opus on the gospel. And since Paul writes about the gospel more than any other New Testament author, we should expect that Romans contains a clear explanation about the content of the gospel he preached. And thankfully, that is exactly what we find. We could say that Galatians is Paul's defense of the gospel, all right? Uh, But Romans is where he really defines it for us. And so uh, we we must be careful that if we are trying to understand the gospel, that we include everything in our gospel understanding and our gospel definition or explanation that Paul does. Uh, So from my own study of of Romans, I think that a lot of people, though, uh, stop short of including everything in their gospel that Paul does. Now, I haven't. The way I have sought to define gospel in this lesson and also in my online course, The Gospel According to Scripture, is that it is this full-orbed gospel which relates to everything uh, about the person and work of Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> it contains basically an infinite number of truths, since there's so many infinite number of truths related to Jesus. And that's what we're actually going to be seeing here in Romans as well. Yet lots of people don't do that. They say, oh, well, Paul preached the gospel in Romans. And you say, okay, fine. What was the gospel Paul preached in Romans? And a lot of people are going to stop at Romans chapter 5. You know, they say, well, we see about the problem of sin in Romans 1 and 2 and 3. And then what God did for us uh, and how we need to believe in Jesus for justification. And that's Romans 4 and 5. That's the gospel. Uh, you're not even halfway through the book of Romans yet. Is the rest of Romans not about the gospel? So some people say, oh, well, well, no, the gospel also is talked about in Romans 6, 7, and 8, where we are talked about how we are free from sin and the problem of sin, this body of death, but we have been freed from all of that in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, indwelling Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so now there's no more condemnation. We've been forgiven and freed and liberated. And there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the gospel. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> but now you're only halfway through the book of Romans. What about Romans 9 through 16? Okay. And I, I have yet, when, when, whenever somebody says that uh, Paul summarizes his gospel in the book of Romans, I have yet to come across a single author who also includes the truths found in Romans 9.16. Okay, and yet when, when, when Paul sets out to write Romans, he says, hey, I am going to tell you about the gospel. Okay, uh, this is what he says. I am going to define the gospel. And Paul doesn't stop writing at, at the end of Romans chapter 8. <laughs> okay, let's just look at this as we work our way through it. Okay, in Romans 1.1, we read, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Paul knew that his mission, his purpose, his goal in life, the reason God called him to be an apostle was so that he could proclaim the gospel to the world, starting with the Jews and also to the Gentiles. Okay? And in 1-2, he says that this gospel of God was promised before through his prophecies in the Holy Scriptures. What's he talking about here? The Hebrew Scriptures. Those two are gospel truths. He's talking about the prophecies about Jesus. Then he goes on in verse 3. Uh, he's really starting to get to the content of the gospel. He says the gospel concerns his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Look at all these gospel truths Paul has just poured out here. Okay, it's talking about the Son uh, of, of God being Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Lord, our Savior, born of the seed of David. This is a, he's a lineage of David, the King David, and he was born according to the flesh. This is a human birth. Okay, he came as incarnate uh, in the flesh, declared to be the Son of God. This is not a phrase talking about Jesus was God. Uh, but but referring to his right to rule and reign over this earth as the king of, of, of God. Okay, um, uh, Jesus, of course, is God. Okay, uh, but then uh, according to the spirit of holiness, related to the Holy Spirit. Okay, you see all these gospel truths, resurrection of the dead mentioned there. All of these gospel truths that um, Paul refers to here. It's starting to make sense here. The gospel is every truth related to the person and work of Jesus Christ which means it's a nearly infinite number of truths. And Paul just lists us a whole bunch of them here. And we're, we're only three verses in. 
two verses in, uh, two and three verses into Romans. Okay. Now, thirdly, Paul goes on to write that Jesus was declared to be the son of God. Romans four. Okay. Talked a little bit about that. Um, resurrection of the dead. Verse five, Paul explains why he was separated to the gospel, why he preached. He says he preached the gospel for obedience to the faith. Okay, the gospel is not just about calling unbelievers to believe in Jesus, but also calling believers to obey the faith, to be obedient. That this is to follow Jesus on the path of discipleship by faith. So Paul's gospel wasn't just an evangelistic message to unbelievers about how they can gain forgiveness of sins, go to heaven when they die, sort of an idea. No. Many, many, many of, of Paul's gospel truths also contain truths for believers to follow Jesus on the path of discipleship. And uh, not just for Jews, but for Gentiles. And here in verse 1, 5, he says, all nations. Okay? So um, that, that also, and we can go on and on here, but let's just skip down to verses 16 and 17. These are probably the key verses, sort of the theme verses in the book of Romans. Paul is saying, the main point of what I want to write to you uh, is here. And this is Romans 1, 16 and 17. And this really is a good place where Paul sort of summarizes the gospel he's going to preach and write to them. It says the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Again, you need to listen to the lesson on salvation in my Gospel Dictionary online course, where I show you that salvation is not the what doesn't mean what most people think it means. Most Christians think salvation is equivalent to eternal life, going to heaven when you die. It's not used that way anywhere in the Bible. If you're using the word salvation that way, you are not using it the way the Bible uses it. Okay? People might understand what you mean, uh, but uh, it, it creates lots of problems. Because now people think the word salvation means go to heaven when you die, and then they go to various verses in the Bible that use the word salvation, and it doesn't mean that, and it gets very, very confusing. So, in Romans, the word salvation uh, is not about receiving eternal life. The word salvation in Romans means deliverance from some sort of temporal calamity, physical calamity. And in Romans, we're seeing that the gospel of God that Paul preached is deliverance. It's the power. Uh, the gospel gives us power to gain this deliverance. Really, in Romans, it's deliverance from wrath. And again, you'd have to understand what the word wrath means. I also cover that in my Gospel Dictionary, the word wrath. It does not mean hell. Lots of people think wrath means hell. No. Um, wrath is the, the, the real, real simply, wrath is the natural consequences for sin in our lives. When we sin, wrath is the result. Wrath does not come from God. God does not send wrath upon us. Sin brings wrath upon us. Okay, so in Romans, salvation is deliverance from wrath. Deliverance from the temporal uh, consequences, the destructive consequences of sin in our lives now. And the message of Romans then is how to escape, how to find deliverance from the damaging and destructive consequences of sin in your life. Now, doesn't that sound good? Don't you want that? 
Don't you want to know how to avoid the damaging, destructing, destructive, devastating consequences of sin in your life, here and now in this life? All the pain and agony and hurt and sorrow you experience because of bad choices that you or others have made? Don't you want that? That's what the message of Romans is all about. <laughs> okay? Yes, it contains truths about how to go to heaven, how to receive eternal life when you die. <laughs> uh, in two chapters, and not even in those entire two chapters, but there's 14 other chapters, and the rest of it is all about this main truth, which is Paul's gospel. How people, whether Jew or Greek, can escape the temporal discipline of, of, of uh, temporal problems of sin in this life. Okay? And that is, uh, you know, how does that happen? Well, look, Paul first talks about sin, Romans 1 and 2, and he says, um, unbelievers must believe in Jesus for justification. That's verse chapter four. Uh, you know, believers must must live a life of faith under the cross of Jesus Christ. Romans five, six, seven, and eight. That we there's no longer any condemnation. Okay, but it doesn't stop there. Paul goes on in, in Romans nine to eleven to talk about how to live a life of faith because if we don't, bad things can happen to us. How do we know? Because it happened to the Jewish believers. Okay, that's Romans nine, ten, and eleven. Okay, uh, they were still God's chosen people, but they did not obey, and so God. Uh, gave them over, as he talked about he would in, in, in Romans chapter 1, okay? It all fits uh, in Romans 9, 10, and 11, uh, the ingrafting of the church, and how if we do not live the way God wants us to, then we can be cut off as well. We don't want that, okay? And then on into Romans 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, okay? More practical application about how to live our life now. Why? So that we can avoid the devastating destruction of sin in our life now. So uh, this is the message of Romans. Okay, just as Romans 9 through 11 sort of helps Jewish believers and Gentile believers know what can happen to them and why certain things happen to the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, as a result of the way they lived, Romans 12 through 16 is going on to apply it and, and say, look, all believers, whether Jew or Gentile, here's how you should live so you can avoid this, this, this getting cut off. Uh, again, not getting cut off from eternal life, but basically experiencing the devastating, destructive, and damaging consequences of sin in our lives now. This is Paul's message of the gospel in the book of Romans. The entire letter is Paul's gospel. Okay? And, and, and near the end of the letter, near the end of what he writes, he's reminding the Roman Christians that what he has written to them. Okay? Uh, it's strongly stated in some areas, he says. But this is so that he can be a faithful minister of the gospel of God. That's uh, in chapter 15, verses 16 through 20. And even in his concluding remarks, okay, he says something almost identical to what he wrote back in, in Romans 1.5. And, and also in Romans 1.16 and 17. Uh, here at the end of his letter, in Romans 16, verses 25 to 26, he writes that the gospel is for the obedience to the faith. Okay, These sort of bookends from Romans 1.5 all the way to the end, Romans 1, I'm sorry, Romans 16, 25 to 26, it shows us the entire letter is about the gospel. Not just the first five chapters or the first eight chapters, but all 16. And so what truths, there's so many hundreds, thousands of truths in this beautiful letter, this magnum opus of the gospel. And they are all gospel truths. Not just some of them, all of them. Why? Because it's the same truth we've seen everywhere in the New Testament. The gospel contains every truth related to the person and work of Jesus Christ for both believers and unbelievers. 
Okay? And there are so many truths of the gospel that you can tailor it, you can customize it to teach certain truths to certain people for what they need to hear right now for the issues, questions that they are facing right now. And that's what Paul does in Romans. Okay? They are dealing with the devastating, destructive consequences of sin in their life and imminent persecution, all sorts of problems, just like we are today. And so Paul writes to them a message saying, here, from beginning to end, is how you can live. And if you're not a believer, believe in Jesus. If you are a believer, live life by faith in Jesus. And here's some answers to your difficult questions about what happened to the Jewish people. We don't want that to happen to you or to us or to the church. So here's how you can live instead as a result. All of that is gospel truth. The gospel in the book of Romans goes from beginning to end and includes a vast array of truths so that we can live in this life as God wants and as we see done in Jesus Christ. That is the gospel in Romans, and it fits right in line with how I have been defining the gospel elsewhere in this gospel dictionary entry. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel related to the gospel in Scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from Scripture. And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the Scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others, and also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the, the gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.